through 45 for the glory of God. All right. Here we go. For a good tree bringeth not forth good corrupt fruit. Neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by someone else's fruit. What? Every tree is known by his own fruit. Every one of us got fruit. Every one of us. It says, For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. Good bring forth good and can't help it. You don't have to force good. Listen, listen, saints. I'm, I'm getting to the lesson. You don't have to force an apple tree if it's right to bear apples. In the proper season, it's going to bear apples because it's an apple tree. Hello? It's an apple tree. It's in, the, in the proper season, it is going to bear apples. It can't help it. It's part of its nature. Don't you know that sanctification is part of, it, it, that God wants it to be part of our nature, a sanctified experience, so that when things happen, can't nothing but good come out of us. It said, for a good man, a good man, or a sanctified man, out of the sanctified treasures of his heart, bringing forth that which is sanctified, if, if I can use it that way. And an evil man, or a fleshly man, or a carnal man, out of the carnal, evil, or fleshly treasure of his heart, bringing forth that which is carnal, fleshly, evil. Can't help it. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What we like to use for a thought this morning as you pray. Characteristics of the children of God. We all have things whereby we are known individually. We have characters, we have personalities. Our personalities are different. And we're known by our personalities. Some of us are known by the way we speak. Some of us are known by the way we, we talk or the way we walk or the way we carry ourselves, or by the way we, we do certain things, all right? But there are certain characteristics that are common among all of God's people. Things that are common among us all as the children of God. And I want to deal with just maybe three of these this afternoon as you hold me up in your prayers. We want to talk about characteristics of the children of God. And one of the characteristics that we'd like to discuss this afternoon as you pray is love. One of the characteristics of God's people is love. I'm not talking about as the world love. You love me as long as I love you. <laughs> you love me as long as I love you. If you love me, I love you. But if you don't love me, I, hey, our best off. But thank God that we serve a love that Jesus... We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Go and read the first John, the fifth chapter. First John, the fifth chapter. The, the, the thought this afternoon is the characteristics of the children of God. And we want to talk about love this afternoon. It's one of the characteristics. First John, chapter 5, 
Verse 1, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. That means that there's a certain love that we as saints of God have among ourselves. Okay? I don't love one saint more than the other. That's what they do out in the world now. That's what they do in the religious world. They have their cliques. Cliques among the children of God this, this, this morning, this afternoon. We love everybody the same. Now, it may be a bit of a challenge for some of us to get along with one another because of personality changes. Let's be real about it. But I don't love you any less. I, 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 I don't put you down just because there, 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 there may be a, a difference of opinion on certain things or a, a, a personality, of, a, a clash of personality. These things are just natural. But this is where sanctification comes in. To help us overcome these personality clashes. The Holy Ghost doesn't clash with himself. So what we have to do is... Be, is make sure that we are in a, a condition where we are sanctified. We're given over to the Spirit of God, and God will help us and teach us how to humble ourselves, how to prefer one another. As one preacher used to say years ago, I prefer my brother. My brother preferred me. No, brother, I will prefer you. I would rather, no, he said, where's the argument at? We're preferring one another. We're, we're supporting one another. We're helping one another. We may not see everything the same. We don't have to. But you know what? God will teach us how to humble ourselves. He'll teach us how to submit one to another in the spirit of meekness, preferring one another. This is what love will help us to do. We're talking about characteristics of the children of God. Whosoever, therefore, that, that believe that Jesus is, is, is the Christ, is born of God, and everyone that love God, love him that is begotten of God. Go with me to uh, Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse 10. This, let's hold that thought. Go to uh, Galatians, chapter 6, verse 10. It says, as we have, therefore, opportunity. Let us do good to all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. I said before, if we're not careful, we'll treat the world better than we, do treat, better than we treat the saints. If we're not careful. We'll be more patient with the world than, we're pa than we are with the saints. The Bible said that we should have special. It said do good to all men, especially unto them who are saved, those who are in the household of God, those who are the children of God. We have a special love for the children of God, a special love one for another. Go with me to 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 22. The scripture says, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned or unfeigned love of the brethren. It's not a false love. It's not an outward love. Thank God that we have an unfeigned. It's true. It's pure. It's a pure love, one for another. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Thank God that we have a love, one for another. That surpasses this world. 
Thank God that Jesus, well, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Trying not to get ahead of myself. We have, a, we have a love one for another. I think about what Jesus said. I'm, let me read it. Let you just, just let me read it. Because I'm, I'm trying my best not to get, get ahead of myself here. Go with me to St. John 15 chapter. See, Jesus was the perfect example of love. He showed us how to love one another. He showed us the, the conditions under which we must love one another. Now watch this in St. John 15, chapter, verse 17. It says, these things I command you, that ye love one another. Thank God that he gave us a command. It's not an option. Love is not an option. We have to love one another. A love that the world don't understand. A love that surpasses human understanding and intellect. You can't describe this kind of love. Go, go, let's go back. We're talking about characteristics of the children of God. Love is one of the characteristics. Go with me to St. John 13 chapter. Go back a few chapters. St. John 13 chapter in verse uh, 34. He said a new commandment. A new commandment. Or a commandment of excellence. It is a commandment of Spiritual and moral excellence. He said, I give unto you that ye love one another. This is a, this is a commandment of moral and spiritual excellence. In other words, you need to love one another regardless to the circumstances. Regardless of your character, your different personality, your different intellect and all. No, your love surpasses all of that. A commandment of excellence I give unto you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. How did he love us? What kind of love was this? Go me to St. Let's, let's go to verse 35. It said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love, what kind of love is he talking about? This was a commandment of moral and spiritual excellence. It surpassed human understanding. It surpassed human intellect. Go with me to St. John. Uh, let's stay in St. John. Let's go back to 15th chapter and go back to verse 13. The scripture says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus turned around and said, You are my friends. He said, Greater love has no man than this. Saints of God, we got to be in a position spiritually where we can take a bullet for each other. Spiritually, naturally. Characteristics of the children of God. God wants us to have a love of moral and spiritual excellence. Whereby the world cannot understand it. They, they can't comprehend this kind of love. Let's keep reading here. Let's go to St. John, the third chapter. Not St. John, 1 John. Characteristics of the children of God. 1 John, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. I told you this is a, this is, this is a commandment of, of excellence. And we ought, we ought 
we are bound, we are obligated to lay our lives, lay down our lives for the brethren, for the church. This is the love that we need to have, that we're willing to physically give ourselves to one another, for one another, to lay down our lives for the church. We can't be so self-centered, narcissistic. Yeah, I said that. Narcissistic, that just means self-centered, selfish. Always thinking about myself, what's in it for me? That's not love. See, one of the main problems that we have, especially when it comes to us men, is pride. We got the spirit of pride. That's why you see more women in the church than men. Why? Pride. Pride. Tell no man, and you know, I have no man tell me what to do. You go on your job. You go on your job, a man gonna tell you what to do. If you're not careful, a woman will be telling you what to do. And I've had some women bosses. I had to listen to those women bosses too. You don't think my pride wants to say, what this No, I had to, you know what? I had to humble myself. I had to respect that, that position. Can't do to call myself saved and not listen to the boss. We do it on the job. But what about when it comes to the church? God has order. Okay, there's an order in the church. It's not my order. I didn't make it up. I didn't have nothing to do with it. God said it. Pastors, teachers, you, we know the scripture. He said for, his, for, for the edifying of the church. We need to learn how to love one another. We need to learn how to love what, what, how God has set things up. It says here by perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So 1 John, let's go to the fourth chapter, verse 10. Verse 10, it says, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. He said, be love. If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Love is not optional, as I said before. It's something that it is, it is a basic requirement for salvation. We can't come into, the, come into God's church to think we're going to have our way, love where we want to love, and I got my cliques, and I got my people I want to hang out with. Not in God's church. You know what God would do? He'll, he'll make it so you, you'll be with the very ones that, that you have a problem with. That's, he, yeah, he, he'll fix it like that. Next thing you know, oh, boy, now I'm in the, I'm in the, wait a minute. Where's the love? We ought to love one another unconditionally, without condition. You don't have to do anything for me for me to love you. You don't have to do anything for me. I still love you. I don't care what you do or don't do. If you, you, you can bake me a cake. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, 
We love Pastor Jones, right? And it's his birthday. And I'm going to make Pastor Jones a cake because I love Pastor Jones. Now he put judgment on me. Can I still bake him a cake? Or is it going, am I going to be in the test? Can I still bake that cake? Come on now. Love. You know what? If he put judgment on me with the right spirit, that will help me to love him more. Because he's looking out for my soul. See, we need to learn what love, see, love is not just holding, there's judgment in love now. I love you enough to tell you when you're wrong. I hope you love me enough to let me know when I'm wrong. I hope so. You're not really being any help to me if you're not going to show me when I'm wrong. That's not love. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also ought to love one another. Go meet to 1 Thessalonians chapter 12, chapter 3, excuse me, verse 12. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love towards yourself. Huh? I've got a few people reading. <laughs> see that's love <laughs> see that was love giving people the benefit of the doubt that's love that's how love works we just don't assume the worst we don't assume the worst and I, I know people that always assume the absolute worst and it don't be nothing like what they assume I would rather assume the best and it's not as opposed to assume the worst. I'd rather always assume the best. Don't ever assume that people just meant wrong all the time. Every time somebody crossed me, they meant it. How do you know that? How do you know? We're talking about love. It says, and the Lord makes you to increase and abound. Other words, expand in love one toward another. We can't love the world until we learn how to love one another. We can't love the world. We can't show love to the world, and we, and, and we're, and we can't love one another right here among us. We don't have the proper confidence among us, then we're going to go out and try to win the world. It's not going to work. We're fooling ourselves. It says, abound in love one toward another first. Okay. Now, let me add this. We, we, we was talking about the home in Sunday school. And that's really where love needs to start, in the home. See, if I don't love my wife in the home, I can't come out here and talk about I love the saints. My wife can't feel any love at home. That's where it starts. Okay, that's where it starts. So we need to learn how to love at home, love our wives, love our husbands, love our children. Okay? 
We need to love ourselves. And I'm not saying in a proud, boastful way either. What do you mean love myself? Look, we, get, we should get up in the morning thanking God for who I am. Thank God that I'm alive. Thank God for my health and strength. Lord, I love what you've done for me. I appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. Lord, I, I appreciate what you've done for me. I don't want to take it for granted. I love what God do for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I love what God do for me when he get me up in the morning. I may not always be feeling the best. Man, I woke up this morning with, what they call that, vertigo? I woke up this morning with vertigo and, and, and nausea. I got, got on my knees and started thanking God. You know what? Because, I, Lord, I love what you do for me. Amen. I love God. I love God. I love the saints. I didn't, it, you know how the devil sometimes, he, 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 he brings to your mind when you're not feeling well, just stay at home. Just stay, just, just, just stay, just call, wait a minute. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Let, let me give it some time. The devil just want me to, I love the saints. I love being with the people of God. I don't want to just, just call off just, just because I'm not feeling well and it's 6 in the morning. Service ain't until 1030. Let's give it some time. I'm calling the pastor 6 o'clock in the morning. I ain't feeling good this morning, pastor. I ain't going to come in. It's 6 in the morning. You know what I tell people when they, when they tell me that? I say, you know what? Uh, let's pray. You know what I do? I pray. The Bible says, then the afflicted, let him pray. And when I pray, I, didn't, I don't necessarily have to always bother the pastor. I don't call it, I don't consider it bother. He don't consider it, but you know what I mean. You understand. When I pray, the devil brought to my mind, just that, no, we're not going to stay at home. We're going to wait, wait it out, see how I feel. So about 9 o'clock, 9.30 this morning, I started feeling a little bit better. I'm going to church. I didn't have to call pastor. I'm going to church. That's what we need to do. Why? Because I love the saints. I love being with the people of God. And you all going to continue to hear me say it. I ain't going to stop saying it. There's no other place I'd rather be on a Sunday morning than with the saints of God. No other place I'd rather be. I wouldn't be sitting at home. Even if I still, I may still have a little bit of vertigo. You may see me hold on to the, <laughs> but I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it's okay, vertigo. It is what it is. We ain't going to let it stop us. We deal with it before, we deal with it again. I love the saints. So one of the characteristics of the children of God is love. I hope y'all love me. I love you all. Let's deal with another characteristic here for a moment. Overcomers. Thank God that we're overcomers this afternoon. We overcome sin. Thank God that when we're saved, we're not sinners anymore. Okay? We quit the sin business. All right? We're not sinners anymore. And I'm not ashamed to tell you that I'm not a sinner anymore. But there's one thing that people need to hear in your testimony is that I'm not sinning anymore. Need to, they, people need to hear it. That that need to be part of your testimony. It's good that God woke you up this morning and he blessed you with a good meal and 
He blessed you with safety. But what about how you doing in, in your soul? Are, are you living free from sin? Do you have victory over sin? Do you have victory over the flesh? See, the world needs to hear it. And let me give you a tip. The saints need to hear it. It's good that God did some good things for you. He do good things for everybody. The Bible says he let the sun shine on the just and the unjust. What will make you just? Not that the sun came up. Not that you still got a good job. Backsliders got good jobs. Hypocrites got good jobs. What makes you different? Your sins are forgiven. You are free. That's why Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. See, we're overcomers now. We don't give in to sin. We're overcomers. We overcome sin. We overcome the world. We overcome the flesh. The world give in to the flesh. They compromise with the flesh. We're overcomers. That what makes us different. And the world needs to hear it. Don't, don't say it if you're not overcomers. Now, we're not, we're not encouraging people to be hypocritical. But if you're overcomers, if you're living free from everything you know is wrong, the world needs to hear it. They need to hear that you are overcomers. Go with me to 1 John, the fifth chapter, if you will. Characteristic of the children of God. We are overcomers this afternoon. First John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. If you're born of God, if you're saved this afternoon, you're overcoming the world. You're overcomers. You overcome the world. And this is the victory. This is the victory. Thank God that as saints of God, as children of God, we have victory over the world. We're not influenced by the world. The world don't teach us how to dress. We don't look for the world to teach us how to act and, and how to behave ourselves. We're overcomers. We don't, the world don't show us, we show the world. We're the examples, not the world. Looking at all these old magazines and trying to trying to match with the world, want to identify with the world, huh? That want to identify with the world. Come on, our brother wearing stuff all tight, and, huh? All tight, and flooding as we used to call it years ago. That's what we used to call it, flood, huh? And tight. Can't hardly put your wallet back there so tight. Huh? Yeah, this is what they call them, skinny pants. What I look like trying to, trying to wear something like that? God, please. Huh? Women walk around, splits all up here and split here and all this exposed. We're overcomers. We're the example, not the world. The world don't show us how to dress. All tight. Seeing how your underwear is fitting you. 
Yeah, I said it. I don't, you, you all don't need to see how my underwear is fitting me. The stuff's so tight. That's the world. We're overcomers. Go to uh, verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? We're overcomers, church. But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus, listen, when Jesus came here, he came with power. When Jesus came here, he came with authority. He came with authority over the world. The world didn't tell Jesus how to preach. They didn't tell him what to do. He came with authority. And they knew it too, and they said, well, what authority to speak this man these things? Where do you get that authority from? God. But where do we get our authority from? Jesus. Where do you get it from? God. Jesus didn't come in and try to conform with the world. He overcame. So that we could do what? Overcome. Go to to St. John, the 16th chapter. We're talking about characteristics of the children of God. We talked about love, now we talked about being overcomers. Thank God that one of, our, one of the characteristics of God's people is that we overcome the world. St. John 16, 33, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, Jesus said. He's going to have it. He said, but be of good cheer. Why? I have overcome the world. He's already overcome. Now it's on us. To do what? Overcome. To get the victory over. To get the best of. That's what it means to overcome. To be victorious over. Not the world overcome us. And we get all intimidated. And afraid to speak certain things. In certain environments. In certain uh, uh, in, in certain situations, because we're afraid that we're going to step on somebody's toes. Jesus stepped on a lot of toes in this ministry. and He, <laughs> he wound up getting himself killed. Well, you know he was supposed to die, from, but you understand what I mean. They wanted to kill him because he was stepping on their toes. Now, we come along, we don't want to step on nobody's toes. We're afraid of offending somebody. I don't want to call him her because he or she or whatever, they, they might get mad, might get offended. If, if, you, if you're a man, and, and, you, and you know, I'm going to call you a man. I'm going to say, how you doing, sir? What? You call man? No. Uh, see you, sir. If, I mean, if you're going to get violent about it, okay, sir, have a good day. I, that don't mean I can't can't duck and, 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 and run, you know, not run, but I don't have to just take a bat in the face because somebody got mad. I can, I can, you know, do something to defend myself or at least get out of the way. But I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to call you a she if you're a he. I ain't doing that. Now, that's me. Now, that's my, that's my personal conviction. Okay. Now, if you, whatever you feel comfortable with, you do whatever the Lord says. I'm just telling you what, what, where I stand. I'll leave it at that. Who, 
Jesus said, in the world you're going to have tribulation. But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Saints of God, we're overcomers. One of the characteristics of God's people is that we overcome the world. We overcome the spirit of this world. The spirit of this world is the spirit of rebellion against God. That's what the spirit of the world is. Whatever God say, let's do different. I don't care what it is. If God say, I want to do totally opposite. First John, the fourth chapter. Verse three. Talking about the characteristics of the children of God. We're dealing with overcomers. Thank God we're overcomers this afternoon. It says in uh, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, In every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God, and that every spirit, and this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world, the spirit of Antichrist is in the world, is living right here among us today. The spirit of Antichrist is right here among us. When we go out in the street, when you go in the religious world, it's the spirit of Antichrist. Now, I want to do a little bit of teaching here, so you're going to have to be patient with me. It says, every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? When Jesus Christ came in the flesh, he got victory over all sin. If I say that I cannot live free from all sin, I'm denying that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Because when Jesus Christ came, he came in the fleshly body. And he got victory over sin. He got victory over the world. So if there's a religious person, whoever, to say that you can't live this way or you can't live free from sin, they're denying that Christ came in the flesh. They're denying it. But we know that Christ came in the flesh. Why? Because we can see our own lives, how we can live a victorious life over sin each and every day. Christ has come in the flesh. And he got victory over the flesh. And that same Christ is in you, is in me, if we're saved. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to give you victory over the flesh. He's going to give you victory over the world. And see, this is what this is talking about. Because you have people that believe, well, you know, it, it don't take all that to be saved. God is the one that de decides what it takes to be saved. Are we going to argue with Jesus? He came here living free from sin. We're going to argue with that? We're overcomers. You are of God. Uh, St. John 4, verse 4. 1 John, excuse me. 1 John chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Every spirit that's not like God, by grace, we can overcome every one of them. And we have, by the grace of God, overcome every spirit that's not like God. I don't care what it is. 
If it's not like God, says of God, we're overcomers. We don't give it to no ungodly, foul spirit. I don't care what it is. I don't care who it is. I don't care who, who that spirit is using. We're overcomers. Said because greater is he that is in you. Amen. Greater is he that is in you, thank God, than he that is in the world. Thank God that we're overcomers this afternoon. First John, uh, not first John, uh, St. John, St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 12. St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power. Amen. To them gave he power. Power over the flesh. Power over sin. Power over the world. Thank God he gave them power to become the sons of God. To become just like Jesus. To become just like Christ. To, well, Jesus was God's son, was he not? But I'm God's son. Jesus said, who convinced me of sin? God gave Jesus power to live a life free from everything he knew was wrong. If he don't give me the same power to live free from everything I know is wrong, that make God unjust. God give me power to live a consistent holy life free from everything I know is wrong. That's all I can do. <laughs> I can't do no more. That's all I can do. Live free from everything I know is wrong. Well, Christ knows all sin. I don't know all sin. So you know what Jesus do? He'll give me grace to live free from everything that I know. And the Bible says that the path of the just is at the shining light. It shines more and more until the perfect day. And when God, and, and we, you're walking with God, uh, you walk, the Bible says we, we walk with God, we walk with Jesus Christ, he'll show us, well, don't do that. I wasn't even thinking about that before, but God in his faithfulness, he'll bring it to my mind. Don't do that. Stop that. Don't wear that. Take that off. Don't say that like that. And the Bible says the path of the just is that a shining light shines more, more, not less, more, more. God has shown me things. He'll show me the way to act. He'll show me how to behave myself. He'll show me who to hang with, who, who, who to avoid. There's some people say to God, we just need to just straight up avoid in order to be overcomers. I, I, I can share my own experience. We're human. There are certain things that gravitate to us. There are certain things that, that attracts us. Can I, can, can, can I be real with you? There are certain, there are certain, uh, uh, a certain type of woman that's very attractive to me, naturally so. There was one that, that in, when I was working, she would come in the break room. I couldn't just not, I couldn't just sit there because it was an attraction. So you know what I had to do? I had to get up out the break room. I went to the back of the building to eat my lunch in the cold. What it, right, whatever it takes. I couldn't sit there in that room because there was a pool there, and I knew it. 
And in order for me to continue to be an overcomer, I had to do whatever it take, whatever I had to do to, to avoid that. So it wasn't enough for me to just not say anything. That wasn't enough. I had to get up out of the break room and go in the cold and eat my lunch. But you know what? I said, I'd rather do this than backslide. I've had to do it. And we'll do it again if necessary by God's grace. Because my desire is to be an overcomer. We're overcomer saints. This is one of the characteristics of the children of God. We're overcomers. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood. Okay? This is not a kid folks religion. Go with me to Matthew's, uh, uh, the 12th chapter. We're going to ask somebody to help us read. My wife, if you help me read. Matthew's, the 12th chapter, verses 46 through 50. If you read that, please. Yeah, Matthew's, the 12th chapter, verses 46 through 50. Somebody help me read. While he yet spake to the people, read. Behold, his, uh, his mother and his brethren stood without, yes. desiring to speak with him. Uh -huh. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother thy and thy mother, brethren, your brother, stand, your kinfolk, stand without. They're standing without. Desiring to speak with thee. Desiring to speak with thee. What did he say? But he answered and said unto them. He answered and said unto them. What? Who is my mother? Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? This ain't no kinfolk religion. This ain't no Church of God is not a kinfolk church. We don't, we, don't, we don't deal like that. Read. And he stretched forth his hands he stretched toward his, his disciples. He stretched forth his hands towards the church. And said, behold, my Look, mother and my brother. This is my mother. This is my brother. Read. For whosoever shall do the will of whosoever my Father. Whosoever shall do the will of God. Which is in heaven. There's no, it is impossible, church, to do the will of God and fail. This is what we need to do to be overcomers. There's no such a thing that a person can do the will of God and backslide. We're overcomers this afternoon. So he said, whosoever do the will of God, Which the is same. Is my brother. Is my brother. And sister. My sister. And mother. And my mother. It's not about kinfolk. We don't look at each other just because that's my mama, that's my daddy, that's my son, daughter, uncle, aunt, whatever. Same judgment we put on everybody. Son had to put judgment on my mama. I love you, but you're wrong. Okay, you're out of order. Now there's a way to do it, but you got but it has to be done. It has to be done because it's not we're not dealing with kin folks here. It's not a kin folk religion. Jesus said, this is my mother and my brother, those that do the will of God. He, he pointed his hand to the church. Okay. We're talking about being overcomers. Okay. Jesus was an overcomer. He, he overcame kinfolks. That's one of the biggest problems that you have in the religious world, kinfolks. Got to overcome kinfolks. Even here, even here in the church, if we're not careful, I've seen it happen. Mama backslide, family gone. Mom and dad backslide, children gone. Children backslide, parents gone. I've seen it happen right among the 
church of God. I've seen it happen. That spirit ain't dead. That spirit is right here among us today. Waiting for his daddy to backslide. Daddy backslide and everybody else gone. Who are you following? Who are we following? We're supposed to be following Jesus Christ, not daddy. Don't get me wrong. Please don't take it the wrong way. Now, we love daddy. But if daddy get wrong, we got to say, daddy, you're wrong. Mama, we love you, but mama, you're wrong. Y'all don't order, mama. And then my wife, we were talking, and uh, she was talking about how that some people, just out of respect, they call, they call older ladies, they call her mama. Just out of respect, mama. Well, mama, you're wrong, mama. You're wrong, mama. I respect you, mama, but mama wrong. Mama out of order. We're overcoming. See, we got to overcome kinfolk. We, we got to overcome faces. Overcome people. I really said, who was that that God told? He said, if, uh, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to confound you before the people. I believe it. Yeah, Jeremiah. I'm going to confound you right before him. We don't want to be confounded for the world. We got, we're overcomers. We overcome the world. We overcome kinfolk. Amen. And let's keep reading here in, in uh, St. John uh, chapter 1, verse 13. Which are born, not of blood, uh, not uh, not of the will of the flesh. Go meet uh, Galatians, the fifth chapter, if you will. Verse 24, and then go to Romans chapter 8. Somebody uh, help me out reading here. Ro uh, Galatians 5, 24, read that. Galatians 5, 24. Uh-huh. And then go to Romans and 8, chapter, verse 12, 13. And they that are Christ. And they, and they that are Christ. Have crucified the and flesh. And they that are the children of God have done what? Crucified the flesh. They have crucified the flesh. With the affections. Thank God that we're overcomers. We overcome the flesh. Read. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh. With they the have crucified, not trying to crucify it. Lord, I think about it. I'll consider it. I'll let me sleep. What's this to sleep on? <laughs> you don't crucify the flesh, you're going to backslide. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and with the lust. It's crucified. We're overcomers. We overcome the flesh. Romans chapter 8, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. We're not debtors to the flesh. We to don't owe this flesh anything. We, we don't owe this flesh anything, church. We don't owe this flesh to try to pet it and satisfy it and take up for it. And, no, we, we, we're not debtors to the flesh. I'm not debtors to my flesh and nobody else's flesh. Read. We're debtors not to the flesh not to, to live the after world. the flesh. Uh -huh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. Uh -huh. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Amen. If we mortify the deeds of the body, in other words, if we overcome, we're, we're overcomers. And one of the main things that we overcome is ourselves. 
That's, that's one of our main challenges is my way. My way. I don't see that like that. That's, I don't feel so-and-so. You know, my way. I, we Say to God, let me tell you something. Our way will cause us to be lost. Our way will get us in trouble with God every single time. My way is, is one, of our, one of our biggest problems, one of our biggest challenges. But thank God that we'll overcome us this afternoon. we overcome our way. The Bible says as high as the heaven is above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, my thoughts above your thoughts. We're overcomers. We have to overcome thoughts. We have to overcome emotions. Our emotions sometimes, it'll get the best of us. Have us crying when we should be rejoicing. We're not care if our emotions get to the best of them. We're sitting at home when we should be at church. Sitting up at home moping and groaning. When we should be at church rejoicing. We, we, quit, too, we quit so easily. We just give into emotions so easily. Because it's some emotions so deeply ingrained into us. And it's just so hard to overcome certain emotions. Certain, certain times of the month, I just fall apart. Huh? Certain, certain thoughts can come to my mind, and all of a sudden I just become lethargic. I can't even operate now. Because certain thoughts have just overwhelmed my mind about something that happened in the past. Got to a point where now a God can't even use me. We better overcome. We better overcome thoughts. We got to overcome our emotions. We got to overcome our past. So many of us allow, allow our past to govern us. We're overcomers. Your past is just what it is, past. Remember that. I'm not saying that, listen, saints of God, I'm not saying that, that, that certain things uh, we should forget and act like it didn't happen. But at the same time, saints of God, we can't allow them to govern us to the point where God can't use us. We need to compartmentalize things, put things in their proper perspective. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it it. it it's uh, uh, something that emotionally it, it affected me, but Lord, I want you to use me. I, I, I don't want this thing to get me to the point where now I'm all depressed. I, I can't think straight. I'm, I'm, I'm inoperable now. I can't function. Yes, it hurts, but God gets grace. God, he's got grace. What about grace? We're overcomers. Just can you read uh, Romans 8, 12, 13? We, can we read that? Yeah, verse 13, 8, 12, and 13. 8, verse 12 and 13. Yeah. Therefore, brethren, yes. Therefore, brethren, we are dead not to the flesh, okay. live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Okay, praise the Lord. 
All right. Let's go to uh, Matthew, the 12th chapter. We're dealing with uh, characteristics of the children of God. We deal with being overcomers. Saints of God, we're overcomers. That's one of, that's one of our characteristics. We're overcomers. <coughs> Matthew chapter 12, verse 46, it says, While he yet talked to the people, behold, oh, no, we read that. We read that. Um, let's go to Revelations. Let's go to Revelations, the second chapter. In verse 26, characteristics of the children of God. Revelations 2, 26. Uh-huh. And he that overcometh. And he that do what? Overcometh. He that overcometh. Now, wait a minute. Let me, let me do a little bit more teaching here. It is said, he that overcome or overcomes, he that overcometh. That means overcome continuously. We are continuously overcoming stuff. Continuously. Why? Because we don't know everything. We haven't experienced everything. There's things in that, that I have not experienced as yet. But if I've overcome everything that I've experienced up to this point, then that'll give me what I need to, to overcome things that I haven't yet experienced. But if I'm not overcoming back here, don't expect for me to be successful going forward. We got to be overcomers. So we got to be overcoming continuously because there's things we haven't dealt with yet. There's things we have not experienced yet. So it says, he that overcometh, and what? And keepeth my works and unto keepeth, the end. Keepeth my works. Keepeth my works. That's one of the keys of overcoming is keeping the works where? In the heart. That's where God works in the heart. So that whenever, whatever happens around my environment and when situations and circumstances occur, if I'm keeping God's work in my heart, I overcome. Amen. Doesn't matter what happened. Because I'm keeping God's work in my heart. Amen. So the, outs, the outward circumstances and all of the peripheral issues, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if I keep God's work in my heart, I overcome whatever God allowed to come my way. Amen. So he that overcometh in, in what? Keeping my works unto the Keeping end. Keeping my works unto the end. To him will I give I'm going to give power. Over the nation. I'm going to give power. Thank Amen. God that has overcome the saints of God. We have power over the nations. Amen. Power over the world. That's it. Power over the flesh. Power over our environment. We don't allow our environment to get the best of us. If we can't change the environment, then we just get out of it. If you can't change and get out of it, God will give you power over it. Huh? But the main thing is we don't have to fall. We don't have to backslide. Sometimes you're in environments you can't get out of the environment. Well, God will give you grace to go through the environment and don't bring a reproach on God. He'll give you grace to go through the environment and be a blessing. He'll give you grace to stand right in the midst of that environment. Amen. Now, in my particular case, 
I was able to get out of that environment, so I got out. There's a situation where you can't get out. Well, God will give you grace to go through it. You don't have to fall. You don't have to give in to sin. You don't have to backslide just because you was in an environment you couldn't get out of it. God got grace. We're overcomers. Revelation 12, chapter, verse 10. Verses 10 and 11. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. Read that. And I heard a loud voice. I heard a loud voice saying. Say it in heaven. What? Now is come now, salvation. Now, now, now. Today is now. Next week it'll be now. A year it'll be now. Salvation and, and strength. strength. And the kingdom of our Thank God. God for strength. Thank, thank God for deliverance. Thank God for strength. Amen. Thank God for the kingdom of God. Why thank because there's victory in the kingdom. Thank God we're in the kingdom. We overcome. There's strength to overcome in the kingdom of God, in the church of God. The Bible says uh, uh, in, in the kingdom of our God, the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren That's is it. cast down. That's it. Who do what? Accuse them. He accused them before our God, God day, day and night. But thank God for power. Thank God for strength. To overcome the accusations of the devil. Amen. And the devil's going to come with accusations, church. He's going to come with accusations. He's going to come with his stuff. He's going to come with his arrows. Huh? He's going to come with his slings. He's going to come with his fiery darts. But thank God for strength. That we can overcome the fiery darts of the wicked. We don't have to fall to the prey. To, to the enemy's prey. We don't have to become prey to the enemy. But thank God that we can be examples of victory. We can be a victorious church. We are a victorious church, thank God. God has a people that are victorious. Amen. Scriptures speak about the kingdom of God that is within you. Mm-hmm. There's no failure in God's kingdom. Well, then why am I failing? Why do I have to can't help it. When the kingdom of God is within you, there's power in the kingdom of God. There's victory in the kingdom of God. Overcoming is all the kingdom of God knows. There's no failure in God's kingdom. And they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. And the word of their they testimony. They overcame the world. They overcame the flesh. They overcame the devil. They overcame accusations. Mm -hmm. They overcame all of it by the blood of the Lamb. And by what? By the word of their testimony. Wait a minute. By the word of their testimony. Amen. What is your testimony this afternoon? Mm -hmm. The word of their testimony. What is your testimony this afternoon? Mm -hmm. Can you say that you're living free from sin each and every day? Can you, can you testify to that end? Think, I'm, I'm not asking for any answer. I want you to think about it. Can you tell the world that by the grace of God, I'm living free from everything I know is wrong? Can you testify to that end? The word of their testimony. What is your testimony this afternoon? 
We talked earlier about the sun coming up and you got a good job and your children are well and you know everything is going good. Okay. Well, the world can say that. But, can, but the world can't tell you that they're living free from everything you know is wrong. You know what they tell you? Well, the Lord understands. Just do the best you can. Nobody's perfect. They'll tell you that quick. Because they got their alcohol they like to drink. They got their wine coolers. Uh-huh. Well, I don't, I don't overindulge. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, they got their wine coolers. They got their blunts and the, uh, they got their stuff they do on the side. The pornographic material, whatever else they do. Well, nobody's perfect. Uh huh. Well, let me tell you something. Let me give my testimony. I'm perfect by the grace of God. What do you mean? Well, nobody, what you mean, perfect? I'm living free from everything I know is wrong. That's spiritual perfection. That's Simple as that. Spiritual perfection. Mm -hmm. I don't know, have all knowledge and all wisdom and all intellect. But I'm living free from everything I know is wrong. That's, That's spiritual perfection. That's being an overcomer. I overcome everything I know is wrong by the grace of God. They said it overcame by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of their testimony, and when the world, listen, when, when we get before the world and we have to testify to the world, there's certain things that the world needs to hear to get their attention, to make them think. Even the world can be, can, can hold a certain degree of moral standard. Even the world. I know people that hadn't been, never been saved, but they're, they treat their wives right. They, they, you know, they, they haven't cheated on their wives. They ain't saved. They work good jobs. They went to school. They, they, you know, they did, uh, you know, uh, had some good moral standard to, to some extent. So even the world can, can have a certain degree of morality. But morality is not salvation. Salvation teaches us to be morally perfect. Okay, that's what salvation does. But we need to understand that the world needs to hear more than my good moral stuff. They need to hear some victory over sin. They need to hear some victory over the world. I, I, I used to do this, but I don't do it anymore. See, I, I, I was saved and I was hateful and, and I was bitter and I hated people, and it's just certain people I couldn't say. But now I love everybody. The world can't say that. Because the world, they, they have their cliques. See, we're talking about characteristics of the children of God. Overcomers. I don't know how much time we got left, but I'm going to just keep going until I'm done. Let y'all. The last one. Is uh, we're separate from the world. We're separate from the world. All right, gonna ask you to be patient here. We're gonna get it. 
We're separate. We better be separate. Go me to St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 10. St. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 10. It says that he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Now listen, 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 saints. The world should not know us so far as being able to identify with us. Oh, he, he's good. He's, he's, he, my ace boom cool. And this person out here lying, smoking, and drinking, and cussing, ain't thinking about salvation. And we so tight. Don't need to be that tight to the world. Don't need to be that tight that's so close to the world. Closer to the world than you are to the church. Closer to the world than you are to the saints. Some of your best friends are not even saved. And you don't have no best friends in the church. All your best friends are not saved. Not even thinking about salvation. Won't even come visit the church. But they're your best friends. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. And it don't know us either. If we're in the same if we're in the same. Uh, if, if we have Christ in our lives and, and Christ is with us, Christ don't know, the world don't know Christ, they won't know us. It's, if go to uh, 1 John, the 3rd chapter, 1 John 3, verse 1. We're going to try to go, uh, go through this real quick. Behold, it, behold, look. What manner of love what, the Father what, has bestowed upon us. What manner of love us, the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called, the sons, should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not. The world knows us not. Because it knew We're not. separate from the world. The world don't know us. They can't identify with us. If they identify with us, there's something wrong. Because they're identifying with us, but they ain't never coming out to church. We don't ever, we, we, even if we really hear about them. But we identify with them. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because, because it knew, it him, knew not. him not. Go to St. John, the 15th chapter. We're talking about we're separate from the world. We're overcomers. We're separate from the world. We're separate from the world. Verse 18. St. John 15, 18. Uh -huh. It says, if the world hates you, it said, if the world hates you, do you not realize that the world hates Christ? It hates the church. Mm -hmm. If the world hates you, know ye not that it hated me first. Do we not realize that the world hates us? Mm -hmm. The world hates the church. The world hates Christ. The very Christ that you and I say we're living for. The very Christ that you and I say that we're willing to die for. The very Christ that you and I say have saved us, has delivered us from sin. The world hates this Christ. So it seems like we got a decision to make, don't we? Are we going to follow the world or are we going to follow Christ? If you are the world, the world will love its own. <laughs> But because you're not of the world, you're separate from the world. The church is separate from the world. Thank God that 
one of the characteristics of God's people is that we're separate from the world. He said, because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. I've chosen you and separated you from the world. Therefore, the world hate you. Why would we want to identify with a group of people that hate us? That's not even common sense. Why would I identify myself with somebody who wants to kill me? Rob my house. I'm letting them in the house and all they're doing is just scoping. What do they call that word? When they're just seeing what they can, uh, yeah, seeing how they can break in. I know this, but I'm going to let them in anyway. He said, the world hates you. St. John 17, chapter, verse 14. He said, I've given them thy word. This is Jesus when he was praying for the church. And the world hath hated them. They hate us today. The world is no different than it was back then, except for it's gotten worse. It's worse now than it was when Jesus prayed this prayer. So if they hated the work, the church back then, what do you think they, it's worse. The world hated them because they're not of the world. They're not of the world. Saints of God, we're not of the world. Let us not uh, 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 let the world try to intimidate us, make us feel like we're missing out on something, make us feel like we we, we got to do this. I was thinking about this earlier today. Sometimes, when, uh, especially when it comes to young people, the devil tells them, well, you can go ahead and backslide and do this and get saved later. You go ahead and backslide and do this because you need this experience. Then after you do that, then you can go ahead and get saved. It don't work like that. See, that's the trick of the devil. You get out there, you get trapped. You get out there, you get to a point where you, 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 your mind won't even be nowhere near salvation. Is the trick of the devil. He said, I have given them that word, and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 15 says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Thank God that we're separated. Not separated physically from the world, but we're separated from the evil. We're not like the world. We are different, and we can prove it by the way we live, by the way we conduct ourselves in tight spots when things get hard. The world, they'll expect you to behave a certain way when things get hard, but when you show and manifest the spirit of Christ in those hard places, that's what gets the world attention. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what I would have done if that were me, and I've had people tell me that. I have people tell me that. You know, if that were me, ain't no way, ain't no way I would have taken that off of him. See, they would have to call the police on me. I'm going to just tell you like it is. They, 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 they would have to call the police. God forbid... Anybody will have to call the police on Brother Milton. I don't want nobody to have to call the police on me. 
I want to I wanna live right. I want nobody feel like they're being threatened. Like they, you know, like I'm going. Huh? What? Going to hit you in the mouth, huh? Be careful. I'm going to hit you in the mouth in Jesus' name. The name of the Lord. Knock your chief out. Uh-huh. People got to call the police on me. Man threatened my life. He ain't even talking about coming to church. Huh? We, we're separate from the world. We don't act like the world. We don't conduct ourselves like the world. I know I'm going long, but I'm going to go ahead and finish because I don't care. If that pastor cut me off, then amen. But I'm going to keep going until he say. But I'm almost done, I promise you. I promise you, I'll be done shortly. He said, they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Go to me to say uh, uh, James, but we, we're winding on down. Uh, James, the first chapter. Verse 27, we're going to go back to 1 John. It's James 1.27 says, Pure religion undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted or separated from the spirit of this world. We keep ourselves separated, not from people, but the spirit of this world. The spirit of this world, as I said before, is the spirit of rebellion against God. We keep ourselves unspotted from the spirit of this world. We don't want to act like the world. We don't want to dress like the world. We don't want to give the wrong impression. 1 John 2.15 says, love not the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. Don't love the spirit of this world. The spirit of the world produce certain dress. The spirit of the world produce certain hairstyles. The spirit of the world produce certain things. Don't identify yourself with this stuff. Everything in life is produced by a spirit, the spirit behind it. That's why we have to be careful. The Bible says prove all things. Try the spirits, whether they be of God. Believe not every spirit. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the love of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. Everything that we do, saints of God, it must manifest the Spirit of Christ. We can't manifest the Spirit of Christ over here and manifest the Spirit of the world over here and expect God to be pleased and expect to win the world. That's confusion. That's, the, that's why the world is so confused today. People trying to have their cake and eat it too. James, the fourth chapter, verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity or hatred with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is what? The enemy of God. If you want to be a friend of the world, you're God's enemy. God will work against you. 
Because you're God's enemy. You want to be a friend of the world? There's a price. You can be a friend of the world if you want to, but you're going to pay the price. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, 14 and 15. This will be 14 through 16. We're winding on down. We've got a few more verses here. We're going to close out. Lord, say the same. I'm not even going to read all of it. Let's, let's, let's end with this. Maybe I'll come back at a, at a, a later date, maybe. Lord, say the same. But we're going to end with, with uh, St. Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through, six, through uh, 17. Be 14 not, through 17. Read it. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what that doesn't mean that you can't eat with unbelievers. It doesn't mean that you can't, can't, can't uh, uh, drink and, and go to social gatherings with unbelievers. Okay? Uh, I've gone to, to weddings and, and different things. There were a lot of unbelievers there. But thank God I didn't have to drop, drop my standard. Mm -hmm. I, didn't have to, I didn't have to lower my standard and try to, to blend in with the world. Amen? There was a standard that we as Church of God, we have, we, we, we have a standard. Mm -hmm. We have a dress code, if you will. We don't, we don't compromise our code just to mingle and to be uh, 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 to, to be able to, to mingle with different ones. We have a standard. We have a way of dress. We have a way of conduct. Read. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? What communion have those of the saved with the unsaved. Salvation with the unbelievers. Read. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? What concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believed with an infidel? Read. And what agreement hath the temple of God with what idols? agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the you living God. You are the temple of the living God. As God has said. As God have said. I will dwell in them. I'm going to dwell in you. And walk in them. I'm going to walk in and you. And I will be their God. I'm going to be your God. And they shall be my people. Thank God that God said he's going to walk in you. Don't you know when God walks in us, he's controlling us? Mm -hmm. That means that we can't say anything, we're not going to do anything, we're not going to dress any kind of way. There's a standard that God has for his people. And we want God's walk. We talk like God. We walk like God. Why? Because it's God working in us. As one preacher used to say years ago, and I'm in with this, this thought here. It is impossible for us to live Christ's life. Christ has to live his own life through us. We're temples. We're vessels. That's all we are. And God wants God want a willing vessel. He wants a willing vessel, a vessel that wants to be used, a vessel through which he can manifest himself. And there's different ways in which God manifests himself through us. Our mannerisms, the way that we carry ourselves, especially in hard places. Our attire, the way that we dress, God manifests himself through our attire because we don't dress like the world. We're not trying to uh, identify ourselves with the spirit of this world. I don't care what the world thinks. I'm not exposing that. I'm not putting on that attire. If this part of my body is going to be exposed, I'm not doing it. Hear what I say? Thank you. 
I'm going to end with this scripture. I know I said, uh, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them. Wherefore, come out. And be ye separate. And be ye what? Separate. Be ye different. Be ye different. Be ye separate. That's what God wants his people to be. And that's what God, that, that's the children of God. That's what we are. We are separate. The thought this morning, as we close, characteristics of the children of God. Love, overcoming, and separation. God bless you.